Hey everyone, welcome to our Beautiful Suffering Podcast. I'm so glad that you're tuning in today. I pray that you will remember you can find purpose in your pain. Check out today's episode. I want to share something that's been on my heart. There's a word that just came in my heart that I feel could be something that's encouraging um, that could perhaps help some people. This word is the word deferment. Deferment. When I hear the word deferment, there's a few things that come to mind. It, I'm, what kind of comes to mind is remembering back in college. I graduated from college and not knowing that these student loans that I applied for at some point would come demanding to be paid back after making tons of purchases on the refund check because of the student loans, which is such a terrible mentality and mindset. And I talk about this in my book as well. So don't judge me. Some of you may, may be able to relate when you got that refund check from the student loans after you paid off all your classes or paid off uh, whatever you need to pay off for school by your books. There's that balance left over, which should have totally been put back towards the loan. So you don't have more to pay back later. So now you, you, while you're in school, they teach you this word deferment. They tell you that while you're in school, if you have a student, if you're still in school and you, even if you've graduated, but you maybe are taking more classes, there's this time period, every loan is different where they'd go into deferment, where the loan wouldn't have to be paid back right away. And the part that's probably more important is while the loan is not having to be paid back right away, it doesn't incur or accrue any interest. The interest on that loan doesn't grow. And that's very helpful because when, in, when student loans or any type of loan is growing interest while you're not paying it over time, it's growing and growing and growing. And it could feel like you're going to be paying it for the rest of your lives. I, I remember somebody once told me, man, I'm not going to pay off any of my student loans. I'm going to just wait till G's returns. Forget it. Right. <laughs> it's like crazy. Just that feeling that it's just going to be growing and growing and growing and growing. So deferment in many ways could be beautiful, right? It's just this benefit of being able to know that something doesn't have to be paid off can be delayed or postponed. But deferment is not so beautiful when it actually has to do with our hopes and dreams. Whew. When our hopes and dreams are deferred, ugh, it's not so good. Because now the things that you're hoping and believing for is now having to be on hold. It's now having to be postponed or now having to be delayed. And that's what deferment actually means. The deferment means to be postponed or delayed to a later date. And it's many times we are in life and we're in different seasons where there's things that seemed deferred or postponed to a later date or delayed to a later time or, or put off to another moment, right? And that's why Proverbs chapter 13 says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. It says hope deferred makes the heart sick. This is one of the most, this is a powerful, real scripture. It continues on and says, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. But I want to focus on the beginning part. It says hope deferred makes the heart sick. The heart becomes sick as the things that we are hoping for delays, as the things that we're hoping for end up becoming postponed, as the things that we are believing for ends up, ends up becoming you know, held off. Like, what do we do in life when the things that we're hoping for becomes held off? Maybe it's a promotion. You might be in a job and you've been, you've been performing well. You've been having great key performance indicators and, um, nailing it weekly and maybe going above and beyond. And you're probably asking your supervisors or those you may work for, for opportunities for you to be, for your, for your salary to increase. And they say, well, not yet. It's going to be at a later time. 
They say it's going to come, it's going to come, but we, we need a few more months and then it's going to come. Now, you, now you're having to wait for that promotion. Or maybe you're a med student waiting to get into med school and you applied and applied and applied and applied and then you're waiting. You may have even graduated a year or two ago and you may have done well in school and done well in your grades, but that process of waiting to get into med school becomes postponed or delayed. Or maybe they put you on a waiting list, right? A waiting list sometimes is, is more discouraging because you're there, but you're not there. You're there, but not, it's not, you're not there. It's almost like it's maybe better if you don't get in at all than to be put on a waiting list. I don't know. It depends on your view, right? But that waiting list kind of puts you in this place of, perpetual waiting where there's no guarantee that you'll be called no guarantee that you're going to be pushed up that waiting list to now be added into that school or maybe you're studying for a test and you're studying for a test and you just seem to maybe uh not passed and it's taking time and it's getting postponed the day of being able to pass pass that test maybe you're believing for children my wife and I as you know we're believing for children praying and believing for children and it's being postponed. We're married now for 10 years at this particular point, at this time that we're having this conversation, but it's being postponed or deferred. Deferment is a real thing that even if you are faith-filled and spirit-filled can still be difficult. That's why it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. The heart can become sick and aching over a hope and a goal and an ambition or a dream that perhaps you're aiming for. This is, this is so real. It's so real. It's being sick in the body and being sick in the heart are two different things. Being sick in the heart. Imagine, right, on the inside, a sense of defeat or a sense of discouragement and that's what deferment can cause deferment can lead us to a place of discouragement this and you can become discouraged because now the thing that you're hoping for the thing that you were believing for now maybe you're wondering if it's even going to happen right or it can lead to a place of doubt where now you're doubting that thing especially if it's a promise from god and it's being deferred maybe you felt like god promised you that you would be married by now if you're single or maybe god promised you something specific and Time goes by and, and time goes by and, and, and you find yourself still waiting, still longing for that thing that you felt God has promised you. And now you're doubting, right? And now you're doubting if it's even going to happen. Maybe it's something you made up, right? Maybe it's something you came up with yourself, or maybe it was just something in your vain imagination that decided, that decided to desire this thing. And now you're doubting if it's even true. And before you probably were putting uh, words everywhere. You probably were putting reminders on your phone. You probably even have it around your house or in your car to remind you of that promise. This promise is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But it hasn't yet. Deferment. Deferment can even lead to defeat where you just get to this place of complete defeat. Now you're defeated. There's no sense of Courage, joy, or hope. You know, a lot of times we underestimate the possibility for Christians to feel defeated, for people to feel defeated when faced with life's most difficult challenges. But defeat is a real feeling. It's possible to feel defeated, though we may know that uh, we can declare that thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. These words of these scriptures are to help us to keep our hope 
so that we're not losing heart to put our hope in the Lord. You know, in seasons of deferment, it has a way of kind of stripping you down, stripping you down to almost bare bones, of stripping you down to a place of really almost questioning or coming to the grips, coming to grips with the truth as to why again am I wanting this thing? Why again am I believing for this thing? Or where did this thing come from? In seasons of um, deferment, in seasons of deferment, when you're having those moments where you feel like you're being stripped, some powerful moments of discovery can take place. You know, as Christians, it's important to not lose that wonder, that desire to search, to know God more, that desire to search, to gain more understanding, that desire to search. Because in seasons of deferment, it's a lot of times teaching you a lot about you, a lot of times teaching me about me. Why did I want that thing? Because there's times where we crave and desire things that become idols, that become idols, right? And we know that idols are meant to be torn down. And sometimes in seasons of deferment, they become those moments where idols need to be torn down. Or maybe we ourselves become idols. We idolize ourselves. And even ourselves need to be torn down. I don't mean that in a self-destructive way, but I mean that more so the things in us that is not of God, the things in us that seek to exalt itself above the knowledge of God, the things in us that seek to try to build empires and kingdoms that contradict and come against the kingdom of God. That's possible. We see this in the Tower of Babel in, in Genesis. It talks about that they wanted to build some, some tower that would go all the way up to God, all the way up to heaven. And they wanted to do everything that they could. And it says that they wanted to make a name for themselves. And that, that's a very important scripture and it's important truth that is there's nothing wrong with wanting to build something that is influential and impactful, but they wanted to do so for the purpose of making a name for themselves. So the scripture says that God caused confusion. And he said, the scripture said that it was actually going to be possible for them to obtain and attain this goal. Though that Tower of Babel was torn down, towers of Babel are still being built today through us, in us, in our minds, in our lives. And deferment comes sometimes, deferment happens for us to assess these things that we are desiring. Now, there's times where we're not desiring anything evil, like back to us believing for children. For me, honestly, I don't even have a vain reason. I don't, on my side, I can't speak for my wife. But if anything, if it was up to my personal preference, I'd rather not want to face the truth of that season because people who are parents, the, the, the challenges that come with raising a child and the fears that come with raising a child, especially in this day and age right now where there's so much social uh, justice issues and injustices, I should say, and, you know, things going on politically, things going on in school systems and all the different agendas and movies and TV shows. Like, honestly, it's like one of those like, if it's up to my will, I would say, man, you know, God, I'm good just like this. And more than just wanting to take pictures and buy cute outfits that end up getting dirty later or that and the babies end up <laughs> pooping in later or more than just trying to find uh, people just coming around. Look how cute, how cute. When, but then they leave. But you have to stay up late like that. Honestly, <laughs> there is no vain aspect on my side, I feel, that um, would make me to want to have children. I feel one of the reasons why I feel called that we are called to have children is. One of the things that Deborah and I are passionate about is this word legacy, 
this idea of raising up a generation that is set apart and living for the Lord, even in a dark world, holding on to God's truth. What does it mean to live a consecrated life? And what does it mean to have someone that you are constantly pouring in values in the kingdom of God or reminding you of the things that you should be standing on. The idea of legacy for me is what compels me to believe that God is calling us to that. We know there's spiritual legacy. We know that you can adopt and all that, but we do believe that God has promised us a our own children. And there's nothing wrong with adopting at all, but we believe that God has called us to, to, to have our own children. And I don't think there's anything wrong with desiring that. So and the point I'm making there is not everything that we may desire in life is from an evil intent, but still deferment comes. Still deferment seasons happen. Still deferment seasons come in our lives and they challenge us and they stretch us. You know, the, the deferment becomes a gift because deferment, what happens is it brings us to this place where we actually are now where we, we, we come to remember ultimately where our hope lies. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But where is your hope? Where is our hope today? Our hope sometimes gets placed in things. And sometimes we need to be reminded that our hope cannot be placed in things. My hope cannot be in the desire to be a father. That's not where my hope lies. It can be something I can hope, I can hope for to please God. But my hope cannot be in a promotion or my hope cannot be in a uh, my book, my hope cannot be in the promises of God. My hope has to be in God. You, you know, sometimes we worship God for his promises. Y'all hear me say this a lot where we worship God because of this intention or desires. I did on a podcast um, a little while ago where we um, we, we want to almost only network God. And Timothy Keller talks about this, this idea of networking God, where we connect with God only because of what we get from him where we sometimes sell our short ourselves short from just fellowshipping with him, knowing God for who he is. And out of his nature, there's good that comes through him, right? Out of his, out of the nature of who God is, he blesses us as his sons and daughters. So it's not that he doesn't bless us with good things, but it's not the good things that we're after him for because God is good. That's an absolute truth statement, an absolutely true statement that God is good. And that's, that, that, that's now and forever. So hope deferred. Deferment brings us to this place where we become face to face with the truth that our hope lies in the Lord. Be still, scripture says, and know that he is God. In seasons of deferment are also invitations to be still. Seasons of this deferment are invitations to be still, are invitations to be still and know that he is God. That same scripture, Psalm 46, he says, I will be exalted above the heavens and the earth. I'll be exalted above the nations. Our dreams is not what we desire to see to be exalted. It's the name of the Lord. He is to be exalted. And we have to be still in this. I love that scripture that says he will keep in perfect peace all whose hearts and minds are stayed on him. That perfect peace does not come on the, it's not contingent upon a specific due date for a promise to be fulfilled. That peace is activated in a continual remi- remembrance, continually being reminded 
that he is our peace every day? Why would God, why would God withhold from us a peace for today, contingent on a specific day for a promise to be fulfilled when we have the opportunity to grab a hold of that peace right now? If you're in a season of deferment, I encourage you, lean into that and let uh, and journal, journal and ask yourself, okay, what would life be like if I don't get this thing? How would that affect me? What would life be like if I don't see this thing happen? How would that affect me? Or how is it affecting me right now? Or even if you know, if you want to keep believing and just keep going, I encourage you to do so. Then write some things to some scriptures, maybe that you can meditate on so that when those seasons of discouragement come, you go back to those scriptures. The reason why you go back to those scriptures is because we walk by faith and not by sight. And we don't walk by feeling. Our feelings will make us feel like doubting and getting discouraged. But those scriptures then become those things to help you to remember, similar to those daily affirmations I mentioned. Those scriptures come then to, to help you to hold to God's truth. That they are main, they, that it may be delayed, right? It may be postponed, but it's going to happen at the appointed time. There's an appointed time for this promise to come to pass and you're going to keep believing until it does. May you not, may no one who listens to this, may no one in this community die hopeless. May no one in this community and who listens to this, uh, uh, be in a place where if the Lord were to return any day now that he comes and finds us hopeless. May we stay filled with hope in the Lord, trusting and believing that he is who he says he is. And every promise of God, scripture says, are yes and amen. But the promises are found in him. The promises are, are, the promises are reiterating the consistency of his character that we can always hold fast to and always trust and believe in. Our hope is in the Lord. Your hope is in the Lord. May your hope be in the Lord. And it never gets old. Get in a community that helps to spur you on not to believe. I mean, that's what you all do for me. You all are con continuing to encourage me and spur me on in the process and in the journey to keep believing. I was gone for a while, locked up, stuck in quarantine. I had a voice in my head saying, this is not the end of me.